A student asked his wise teacher one day in class, Sir, what is the true definition of a fulfilled life? The teacher paused in his response, looked intently into the student's eyes and signaled him to come to him. He took out a cup from his drawer and filled it with water. He told the student to pour the water away through the window. The student, a bit confused in the instruction, obeyed nonetheless. The teacher then filled the cup again with water and took out a plant sitting by the window side and instructed the student to water it with intention, which he did. The student then understood the answer to his question. Do you? Let's hop right into the message to find out. Hey there, God Center. Nice of you to join me. It's Kamsi once again, and I'm so glad you're here right in. Let's take a prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your word that's coming today, and we ask that as it comes, you will illuminate our hearts and help us, Father, to step into our day with meaning and with purpose. Thank you, Father, for granting us the privilege to be here once again, to listen in on your word and become better people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, all right. Let's hop right into the scripture. We're talking about God's favor. It says here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 to 4, in the TPT version, Proverbs 3, 3 to 4, hold on to loyal love and don't let go and be faithful to all that you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon your heart. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men. You will gain the reputation of living life well. Praise God. Praise God. So we can actually see here that a life that's lived daily, enjoying the favor of the Lord, is one who lives obedience to the Lord's instructions. You know, a life that is lived for God's pleasure is one that actually is lived obeying his instructions and i'll, and I'll explain that using an analogy all right so just stay with me so let's say a stranger a visitor right comes to your house and as you know um if you're coming from my background right you know african parents african family would serve them lots of things serve them drinks serve them maybe nuts um food if you have on you right and at the end of it all, the stranger or the visitor is going back home with something. They are going back home with either food or a souvenir or an appreciation for their coming, right? Now let's take that a deep further. Let's say the stranger or the visitor comes with their children. And if you have had that encounter or experience before, let's say the children are, let's say, under 10 years old. You know that typically they will be running all over the place making noise you know scattering the whole area throwing the pillows on the floor you know sometimes even spilling the drinks and everything like that so you would realize that they would cause havoc <laughs> in that home and hey if you have actually experienced that let me know in the comment section okay let me know how how that went <laughs> let me know how that went went over so after they have gone, it's usually the responsibility, right? It's usually the duty of the sons of the home 
and I use the word son generically here to mean both the male and the female legitimate children. So it's usually their responsibility to clean up the house, to restore the order um, of the household, right? Now, the father of the home will not tolerate as much things the son does as he would do to strangers because he desires the son to walk after his image, after his character, and be built up to be responsible in life, right? So his primary goal for the son is not to gift the son with gifts. It's not to give the son gifts as he would do to a stranger. Because the gifts in the home already are the sons for his good living, right? But the main aim of the father, the main primary goal of the father is to train the son to take after his image, to take after the duties of the home and to grow into a mature or well-developed um, a responsible adult in the society right and so is the father's heart to all his children you see i use this analogy to actually come to make us realize that the identity of the father is not just that he will give good gifts to you it's part of his plan as the master our our, our chief god enter you know our chief god enter the lord jesus told us in Matthew 7 verse 11 that the father gives good gifts to his children when they ask him but the thing is that it's not just the giving of good gifts that the father does God as being your father doesn't entail that he would give good gifts only it means also that he has the responsibility of training and disciplining his children in the way they ought to go Proverbs chapter 3 verse 11 to 12 tells us that very clearly and let's check it out together in the same book of proverbs chapter 3 in the same chapter right so let's just scroll downwards if you're with your bible let's listen in proverbs chapter 3 verse 11 to 12 in the tpt version my child when the lord god speaks to you let's use um a bit a better reference here my god enter my god enter when the lord god speaks to you never take his words lightly and never be upset when he corrects you for the father's discipline comes only from his passionate love and pleasure for you even when it seems like his correction is harsh it's still better than any father on earth gives to his child wow that's amazing the father's discipline comes only from his passionate love and pleasure for you as his son. Even when it seems like his correction is harsh, it's still better than any father on earth gives to his child. That's amazing and it's something worth pondering on. Our fathers and our mothers, as we know, want the best for us. And to the best of their ability, God bless them. They correct us and they train us in the way we ought to go, right? But for the scripture to actually tell us that the father's correction is way better it's still better it's a hundred times better than any father on earth would give to his child and that goes to tell you that the intent of the father is actually amazing his intent is that we grow to become sons and it's not just for his own benefit it's for your good it's actually so that you can stand out as his image bearer all right Right, hope you got that down. So the honest truth is this. He desires you, number one, to become his son. And it's not just for um, him 
you know his own benefit it's for actually you growing in the way of his image is you becoming more like him and that ties back to the story that goes back to the story that you heard in the first part of this podcast all right you see god enter living a truly fulfilled life is pouring out all of yourself for the master's use in impacting the life of at least one person around you instead of wasting your resources trying to reach everybody and in the end reaching nobody let your water let your life let your resources let your time let your knowledge let your skills let your capacity be spent in helping people you know are in need of them and that's how you actually enjoy God's favor if you remember the teacher actually told the student to pour the water through the window so in this case the water is trying to reach out to the whole earth in this way it's trying to reach out to the whole space and in the end it reaches nobody it was just poured with the force of gravity it fell downwards to the ground got dried up by the sun through evaporation as we know in physics and that was it it didn't really impact anything much maybe you, okay you could say it watered the ground there okay but let's say what if the the ground there was the road for for instance okay let's not go too deep on that <laughs> okay but the honest truth is this when the teacher then told the students to pour the water from the cup into the plants by the window side if you notice it the plant was actually by the window side meaning that it was still within the reach it was still within the 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 conclave it was just by the water's reach it was just by the window's reach it was still close to the window the window through which that same water that was poured in the cup was thrown out of the window the plant was just by the window side it means that there are people actually close by you that you can help just with what you have now you may tell me come see i don't have so much i have not gotten much of experience i don't really have anything to offer but the honest truth is that you do have something to offer if you've gone through some experiences if you've been trained if you have learned something new about god if you've learned something new in your field in your work in your skill in your capacity in your workspace you can actually impact the next person around you that is below that experience you can help bring up that person better and the person who is there will be appreciative of that praise god praise god so the honest truth is this when you impact other people that's how you experience God's favor. The favor of God is a direct result of living in line with God's will daily, selflessly loving God and helping mankind with what God has deposited in you. You see, it is abiding faithfully to his training as a son and allowing your character to be shaped to that of Christ. When that happens, and note very well, it's not a one-time thing. But a lifestyle it's a daily sowing it's a daily sowing of the seed you must allow the word of god to continually shape you as the scripture said that the word of god will refine you as fire the word of god will purify you the word of god will sharpen you the word of god will train you up as a son now when that happens you begin to commit yourself 
to helping at least one person to grow in God and become a better version of themselves in any area of life that you have been skilled in. Now your life will also grow. And that's amazing. That's the favor. The favor of God becomes your way of living when you are committed to helping at least one person grow. Praise God. And it can be in any area of your life in um, getting to know God better. It can be in learning an instrument. It can be in singing. It can be in teaching. It can be in writing a book. It can be in cooking. It can be in sowing. It can even be in, um, I don't know, sowing seeds. It can be in sowing clothes. It could be in um, health. It could be in anything at all, anything at all that you have gotten experience in and you have been trained up to a good level, graphic designing, it could be anything at all, anything that you know that could impact humanity. And by so doing, you transfer these skills to another person with the intent of them growing up to become better than they were before. When you do that, God's favor becomes your direct result. It becomes your way of living. You actually slide into the endless rhythm of God's favor. You begin to dance to the rhythm of God's favor. Praise God. Praise God. And that is the reason why in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, the wise man Solomon told us here very clearly, Proverbs 11, verse 25. Let's check that out. It says here in the TPT version again, we'll use that. Check it out. See what it says. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God tells us this is actually mind-blowing. So instead of chasing the favor, chase people who are in need of growth. First of all, you have to commit yourself to growth. And then by so doing, you help other people grow well. And when you do that, the truth is that God's favor becomes your byproduct. It becomes your way of living. It becomes the result. It becomes your culture. Praise God. Let's take a prayer together. Father, we thank you so much for today's word. And we ask you for the grace to be committed selflessly to helping others grow. Help us, my Father, to do your will to allow you to work in us your character and help other people grow in that same character as well help us to stay committed to impacting humanity around us and help us my father to do your will alone for our lives thank you for answers to prayer father we give you praise and we give you glory thank you lord jesus for my god center steps out today with the intent of helping the people around him become better versions of themselves Thank you, Father, for as we do so, your favor becomes our direct growth. It becomes our direct results. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God tends to thanks so much for listening in. And I'll end with this quote by Zig Ziglar. I'll leave you with this quote by Zig Ziglar. You will get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. You will get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. God bless you. Thank you so much, God Center, for listening to today's episode. I hope you were blessed by it. We'll be coming up with more exciting and interesting God-filled packages. 
Meanwhile, please like, follow, and share this podcast with a friend who is in need of help. Remember, it's the gospel we're ministering here. We'll also be on more platforms as we move. If you've got questions or contributions, you can reach out to us on our email, thegodcentersdigest at gmail.com. Or you could comment in our comment section on Spotify. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being a part of this family. God Center, and we'll see you in the next episode. Stay blessed and stay tuned. Bye. This podcast was proudly brought to you by the God Centers Project.